Hi, and welcome to Cryptobiography. I'm your host, Brandon Starr. This is episode 339 of Cryptobiography, and it's part 12 of Tomorrow. And here we go. The door opened, and Betty, after a pause, stepped out. The room took up the entire floor. She looked around and saw that there was only one person here, an obese man sitting behind a desk. Betty, he said. Betty froze. She wasn't sure how the man knew her name. The man gestured to a chair facing his desk. Please sit. She sat. I'm Thomas Gainsborough, he said, chins bobbing. I'm the mayor. Betty had read enough to remember the word, so she was looking at a local leader, assuming he was telling the truth. But she didn't say anything or give any indication of what she was feeling. We have a problem, the mayor said. We've had a lot of trouble with getting enough children. We sent our ferry over to bring back more women, he said. To kidnap them, she thought. But of course there was that terrible accident. She refused to give him the satisfaction of seeing any reaction on her face. You are, it seems, the only survivor of that quest, he said, and I'm hoping you can solve a personal problem. Betty said nothing. We have a problem which we aren't able to determine a solution for, he continued. Our population is having trouble reproducing. For some reason, few babies being born are surviving. Betty had an idea of what was happening, but said nothing. We've been scouting the island for some time. Due to some natural fluctuation over there, the population is a lot healthier. Thus, the mission... We sent the best-working fairy over to bring back healthy women. Betty's stomach lurched. This is what she had feared. Have you been blooded yet? That snapped Betty back. What? Have you become a woman yet? I'm only twelve. I won't be a woman for years yet. That's not how the Bible puts it. Betty felt slightly nauseous now. Have you been blooded? Betty did not answer. She was not going to answer. She knew now what the mayor was up to. After seeing her pause, the mayor continued. My son is a young man, and I want a healthy wife for him, who can give him healthy children. And there it was. Betty thought about her previous decision. She had not, in fact, had her period yet. She did not know exactly when she would. They would not give her a choice. She knew they would try to marry her off to the mayor's son. They would not wait six years until she felt she was properly an adult, not that her consent entered into their plans. But if she, they knew she was premenstrual, possibly the date of the wedding would be put off. That would at least give her some time. I have not yet been blooded. The mayor nodded. It won't be too long, though. Betty shrugged. We can wait a while. Until then, you'll be my guest at my manse. Betty gave a barely perceptible nod. She knew she would have some time, but given that she might be married off to this man's son at any time, she would have to figure out a way to escape. 
but the problems mounted in her mind. First, she was sure to be watched at this manse. If she escaped, presumably the mayor could call the entire population against her. Second, she had no way of getting across the water to get back to the island. Third, even if she did get back to the island, how long would it be before she was followed and the mainlanders attacked again? The office building for the mayor abutted his residence. He had a couple of painfully thin guards come and take her to the house. The house and the grounds were huge and as well-maintained as anything Betty had even seen on her island. The only difference was that it was the only well-maintained building as far as she could tell. It was a large, mostly white building, stark, with a lot of metal and stucco. She wasn't exactly given a proper tour, but she learned the layout as well as she could. She knew how important that would be. They did, however, show her around the grounds, because it showed her exactly how difficult it would be to leave. The house was surrounded on all sides by a wall, metal, probably five meters high. If the building weren't several stories high, the wall would have completely cut off its views all around, but because the house is on a slight hill, and the main floor was set even above that, and it had three stories total, that wasn't an issue. There were some servants around all thin and pale, who looked at Betty without turning their heads to her. Instead, they squinted at her as if trying not to let anyone know they are aware of a new girl, healthy and strong in their midst. Eventually, she was brought to the living room of the house and told to wait. She did so, laying on one of the surprisingly comfortable, if stern-looking, couches for the mayor, or whomever, to come and let her know exactly what horrible plans they had for her. And that's the end of the episode for this week. I hope you're enjoying it. If you have any comments or questions about this episode or previous episodes, cryptobiography at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. And thanks for listening. Words and Music Copyright 2023, Brandon Starr, All Rights Reserved. Characters and events are fictional, fictionalized, or satirical. <laughs>